Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the official podcast for 1900hotdog.com. I'm Sean Baby, TV Sean Baby from the internet, and with me is my partner in hilarity, Robert Brockway. I'm going to give you a Brockway fact today. I once partially skinned myself just to look cool in front of a girl. Now, here's, here's what's different. I will allow one follow-up question so long as it's the right one. Okay, okay, um... Did it work? Hell yeah, it fucking worked. Fuck yeah. No more follow-up questions. <laughs> uh, joining us is our returning guest, my longtime and good friend from the Oral Knots. <laughs> you gotta make it weird every time. <laughs> or, oral not no, that's not it. Oral, oral not no. Zach Koons, welcome. Welcome, you guys, to my <laughs> voice. I don't know. No, it is well, your this podcast. Is, yeah, this is yeah, your podcast kind of now. Your it's a takeover, weird. baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is actism takeover. So mm-hmm. this was your idea, and I think it's a good one. Can you establish uh, uh, what we're doing? Also, uh, we have a tendency to just fucking go off the rails. So please <laughs> plug whatever you're going to do here. Plug, because okay. we might just abruptly end with the theme song you yourself wrote. I like that. Uh, <laughs> I got to give like, you got to give a shout out to my partner, uh, Craven from the Arnold Knots too. He's the musical composition genius behind all that stuff. He and I have a YouTube channel where we make, I guess the easiest way to put it is if you enjoyed what Sean used to do to host his fruit pie ads, we do that to videos. So that's, there you go. Sure. Go to Arnold Knots on YouTube. Check our shit out. Um, we love the Oral Knots. We, may, <laughs> we love <laughs> Oral. Um, today's concept is become one of my favorite things to do, which is just talk way too much more than the subject deserves, and which is bad 90s music mostly. So mm-hmm. uh, today is about songs about movies from the movie that they are in. So the right. rules are very simple. The song has to be about the movie, that it, and it has to have appeared at some point in the movie, even if it's the end credits, and it has to have been written for that movie. Not you know repurposed. Um, I had to, I had to veto a couple choices. I came out hard right. against Sean right away. Uh, I was very, <laughs> I was very cold-hearted about it. Um, That's true. I think true. this was established originally by. I'm sure it existed before this, but Ghostbusters is kind of the first big success story with this right. kind of. And to thing. be clear, I did not suggest Ghostbusters. That's, no, no, no. You went right for the throat, though. Like went d- right. Yeah, I said to I said to you the same seven words I told my fiance when she said, "What's our wedding music going to be?" And those, the seven words are T U R T L E power. Power. You you put it t- together a list of killers. Um, you were you're going you're you're probably going to win today. That's uh, I don't even know if it, I'm not clear if we decided if it's I, a contest or not. We've got kind of a bracket going on. We brought three <laughs> songs each. Uh-huh. I think we're just going to present them one after another and just kind of talk shit about them. And just going to admire the art. Admire the art. Expository yeah. things. There's songs. no losers here today, for sure. It's, honestly, it's one or of my maybe favorite things. There's no winners. There's just losers. But they're all beautiful. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful losers. Goes. It's a competition yeah. of the most beautiful loser. I can get I, behind that. I was, uh, was going to say, you guys did come up with four discussion prompts that oh, yeah. might sort of, I guess, be the umbrella under which we're all competing. If you want to... Yeah. Uh, Talk about those. Yeah, that's uh, you put a nice little list together here. It's the discussion. Yeah, I make nice are, docs. I make if, real nice docs. If you if you never heard of the movie, what do you think the song was trying to say? 
And mm-hmm. do we think the artist in question actually watched the movie or did they Ooh, that's just key. Yeah, or they they just write the song based on a brief like elevator pitch. Um, Was this group or artist put together possibly for the sole purpose of making this song? Mm -hmm. I.e., were they even a band before this moment? And how does the song hold up over time when you, from a long enough lens away from the film, does it rock on its own? Does it slap enough? Hmm. And what I like about all of these prompts is that the winner could be decided in either direction, whether it's very much yes or very much no. <laughs> so, because like if like an artist that. really watched the film and like made a very perfect encapsulation of the movie in the song, like that might be really good or it might be a bit too much. But if they right. just completely fucked it up and made an insane song for the wrong situation, I like that too. Yeah, I so, think we've got both of those. We've got all mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, we've got that like, whole spread. Yeah. I think we've got ones that rule that nobody put much of any effort into. And I think we've got ones <laughs> that like somebody just agonized over over how to fit a whole movie, an hour and a half movie into like a four minute song. Right. And maybe they did. Maybe they did it. I'm going to argue that mine did it. <laughs> so I guess that's, yeah. I, yeah, I was going to say earlier before we start, I've, I love what you guys have put together overall. The podcast is, uh, has become a... a favorite part of my week i get mad when i binge it and then i catch up and then i realize there's no more left until like a whole week away um Mm -hmm. you got because you guys i I couldn't be more the target audience for what you're doing which is just completely randomly like picking a subject that is very close to my heart and then just either forcing somebody against their will to come in and talk about it (laughs) with you or just to shower it with love and praise like yeah i'm down for either one of those sometimes both the Conan Sometimes trilogy was, uh, was amazing. We I, so I'm gonna have to try I love really the dynamic hard. of someone like, like discovering something 40 years too late. And like, right. Yeah, it's my favorite thing to do is to like, especially when they've kind of heard of it, mm-hmm. to be like, okay, well, here's what it is. And then be like, what? This is, this is the thing? And <laughs> to realize no that they've been working for and interacting with a person that is just... The, the culmination of all these things together. <laughs> this helps <laughs> like, form part of my mind. You yeah, understand right. me now. In a, in a meat suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 3% Conan a Destroyer. Like if you <laughs> cut open my DNA, you could just see chunks of Yeah, I might Conan. be like 21% Conan the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. You're gonna If I cut you open, you're going to find the jewels that Malik or whatever swallowed on his way out. Well, Pretty one much. of the organs inside uh, Brockway is the Riddle of Steel. That's how you solve the Riddle of Steel. <laughs> That's why everything's going so wrong with my body. Chop Brockway in Holy half. Holy shit. That's probably true. The doctor <laughs> have... probably pulled something important out to solve hmm. the Riddle of Steel. Is this the Riddle of Steel? <laughs> can brought your life I need that. Doom. <laughs> I need that to live. But so, um, I'm happy to be back and be part of this like, it is, uh, it is goofy great shit to have you guys back. are doing. Yeah. And um, so I think we should just get started. Um, yeah. What should the first category be or prompt? We have about three songs. I think it should be our big one. There's our big yeah. mainstream flagship mm-hmm. yeah, song. Yeah, we, we, we went with big, slightly deeper cut, and then we went wild cards. So those are our three right. categories. Okay. So we'll start with the big. Yeah. I so, think Robert, um, Robert has the biggest one, I think, so... I would argue the most emblematic of the genre as well. Right, um, right. My particular niche is expository raps. I love mm-hmm. them so much. All of mine are expository <laughs> raps. And I have many more that I, I hope we do a sequel to this so that I can talk about them. 
Right. We uh, should make a rule now not to mention the movies that we didn't bring. Otherwise, right. Yeah, we'll, we're not we'll going to do it. Steam. Yeah, Too many digressions. Left right. in the picture, or we'll yeah. be here for twenty hours. Right. <laughs> uh, but obviously, the king of this is Will Smith and and Wild Wild West. I um, grabbed the lyrics for that and put it in the doc. Those lyrics are like seven phone books long. Uh, yeah, and most of them are nothing. Most of them are yeah. gibberish. Here, let's, let me let me start with the. These are. I'm just going to read the lyrics. I'm not doing the song. Just reading the lyrics. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Fine. Wah wah. Uh, do 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 do, wiki wild wild do 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 do. Wiki wiki wild and parentheses. Just <laughs> wiki wild, wiki wiki wild wild west. That we have just entered the song after after all of those lyrics, and it's, it's, it's arguably the best start to a song possible. It lets you know exactly what you're in for, and then he he just delivers on that for. My God, looking at the lyrics, I want to say this is a 17 minute long song. This <laughs> at is- least. Easily, easily half as long as the movie. I don't remember all these lyrics. Uh, obviously, who would? But like, they're crazy. Like, the, was he just saying them too fast? We couldn't hear them in the 90s? Oh, they made a big impression on me. See, I remember a lot of these. And, and here's why, just as a, an overall take on it, here's why it's one of my favorites, is that there's a lot of directions, uh, like expository raps go, where it's like, you're talking to somebody else about the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. You're talking like about why why you like the movie and what the movie's gonna do. Uh, it can be you're talking uh, like you're watching the movie, like like you're narrating what's right. going to happen next. You could be giving a synopsis of the movie, or you could be like a character in the movie, like you're rapping. For example, well, that's an example here. Just you're you're rapping as Jim West. I'm Jim West. Yeah. And uh, Will Smith does all of that. <laughs> he takes all of those angles in one song. He starts talking about the movie. He starts talking like he's in the movie. And then my favorite part is about halfway through the song, he does some fucking Charlie Kaufman shit, and he starts writing a diss track to the villain in the movie as the character from the movie. <laughs> the Kenneth Branagh? <laughs> he starts writing a Kenneth Branagh diss track. And he didn't get Kenneth Branagh for this even though he does his character appears in the video oh, I was barely sure glimpsed yeah and and it he's that's not him they couldn't get him because mm. i imagine surely they asked him and i'm i'm such a fan of that conversation in my head you want me to say wiki wiki wild wiki wiki wild <laughs> i've wiki, I'm wiki. really disappointed i shan't do this sir he, he already did wild wild west you're already in too deep you might as well just have some fun and do the fucking hit track, which would be, yeah. which would go on to be the most memorable and successful thing about that entire movie. Easily. Right. Yeah. What and, are you, uh, Tommy Lee Jones? You fucking, you star in all these kids movies, but you're like too good for it. You cranky yeah. old man. That's Will yeah, Smith, clearly. dude. Are you going to say no to Will Smith? Who the yeah. fuck do you think you are? <laughs> With all the cameos in this video, there's no way he didn't ask Kenneth Branagh yeah. to be in the video. And there's no way Kenneth Branagh didn't say just no. Yeah. I will absolutely, you want to rap? Sorry. You want to rap about about the movie rap. we're in? How vulgar! And just yeah, just checked right out of it. He pretended he didn't get that fax. He's there's there's a there's one thing about these songs too that you I think was the other angle that you were missing from your what a song like this should try to do. And one of them was just like, hey, you went and saw the movie. Let's remember it together. Remember that part? Yeah. In yeah. the credits. That part? Let's yeah. all reflect yeah. on our experience. Well, then you see the music video, had. and the music video is like. A, a lot of the times videos like this are like original material. They'll go back and they'll reshoot 
with the actors just doing different things. So it's almost mm-hmm. like you get a little director's commentary kind of with, you know, when you went home, you're like, let's put on, you know, MTV and see this additional part of this movie that I liked so much. And then maybe yeah, I want to see, I want to see low pan rap. I would love to see low pan rap. I also Indeed. love, Oh, I'm not going to interrupt the low pan rap. <laughs> no, I don't think I have a low pan rap. That's in it. Me. He just, right. He's like just a hype man. He just drops in every once in a while and just yells, Indeed! And then pieces out. I would marry them both. I was hoping there was a low pan rap. One of the things I love about Wild Wild West is that he sampled the Cool Modi song, which was basically about murders in the hood. Mm-hmm. It was about you know people coming in and shooting up his parties with his friends and stuff and how they had to fight back. But, but then he... Very he made it culture. Yeah, he made it this just family-friendly Disney ride of a video and song, and it's it's so wonderful. I just <laughs> I, I I love this song. And if we're going through our categories, I'm gonna say if you never heard of the movie, what would you think the song was trying to say? Oh boy, Oof. let's see. Oh, I think see where the bad guys are to be found and make them lay down. Is that a nice way of saying making them die? Is that? Yeah, that's like for the kids. They're defenders of the West, crushing all pretenders in the West. Oh, he did the Lil Wayne thing. He rhymed the same word twice. Mm. (laughs) Touch my breast was right there. Different emphasis. I don't know if I would understand David Lopan looking fine in that vest. I mean, that's just right there. <laughs> he could have had it. Like, you already have the word West so many times. The wild, wild West. What? Ha 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 ha. The wild, wild West. Woo! Wild, wild, wicked wild. I would, I would stop think the bum rush. It's maybe about like his, a violent theme park. Yeah. Like maybe it's it's a kind of a West world. It's a West world. Is what yeah. I would get. Where anything goes, you may be asked to lay down forever at any point. Yeah, there's a lot of drama. Like, it feels like the interpersonal drama at, like, between the employees of an amusement park, maybe. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, this would be this would be the diss track from one employee <laughs> to perhaps a shitty manager at a Westworld-like theme park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what this song is about if you've never heard of the movie. I'm just trying to wrap my head around some of these lines. To any outlaw trying to draw, thinking you're bad. Any drawing on the West, best with a pen and a pad. Don't even think about it. Six gun, weighing a ton. First of all, get it. You might want to think about a different gun at that point. You're going to be so <laughs> slow. I guess that's the thing, though, right? He's like, you're so slow that your 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 gun is going to feel like it weighs a ton, as compared to my speed. Right. Do you think? Do you think this is the only rap with a shout out to Kevin Klein? <laughs> with Artemis from the start of this running the game. Now, who are you going to call? J Dub and A G. So. <laughs> That it may be on on it record is the only song that shouts out Kevin Klein. That's and if I was Kevin Klein, I would be like, I'm in a rap song. Was there a fish called Wanda rap or anything like that? Is that a, <laughs> is that known? Know. Do you know that? There should be. Yeah. yeah, I could see like a a Monty Python style fish called Wanda right. rap. Did the artist actually watch the film? Uh, he was in it, this is, and he yeah. summarized it pretty well. I think this is an easy one. Yeah, uh, he's, he, he nailed it. Definitely watch the film. Definitely watch the film. He Not an artist or band possibly created solely to make this song. But he may have been hired solely to make a song. Like there seemed to be like that seemed to be like a, a winning formula back then. If you got Will Smith as an actor 
you were almost guaranteed to get Will Smith as a music producer to help. Now, hype. do you think do you think they yeah. sought him out for that? Because I feel like mm. I always assumed he said, "Okay, I get to do the." video for this though like right. I, I am your theme song but you're not finding I th- somebody else. i think they knew that though when they hire him they're like well, let's get him because he's gonna do the thing he does you know where he he raps about the thing he's in it's it's it works i remember when everybody was just so enthusiastic about this they were like yeah we have to do one of these the whole world <laughs> is gonna love it it's, i remember feeling came. exhausted by it like i remember Going to see that in the theaters and being like, I guess we'll go see Wild Wild West. It's just like, it seems like they spent so much money on it. We'll fucking go see it. Yeah. And it was just on the radio all day, but I don't think anyone liked it. It was just like, yeah, uh, yeah, I we should like play it. this four times an hour. We have to, right? Yeah. Except Brockway. I mean, Brockway, obviously, this had a big impact on him. But for me, hugely like, informed by it. Yeah. <laughs> shaped me as a person. <laughs> Tearing me down. <laughs> for me and the people I hung out with, I think we just, it felt like it was for us, like, I don't think I knew anyone who was like against sci-fi blockbusters but, right. or Westerns or anything. Uh, and of course, you know, I've been down with the rap since day one. OG, full OG. Uh, <laughs> oh, are we talking about the movie? No, fuck the movie. I don't care about the movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, just the song. Just Wait, the song. Okay. It started my love have affair with expository rap. Okay. That's, that's fair. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's an okay path to go down. So how does the song hold up over time, uh, separate from the film? Mm. Uh, but I also it's... think it's enjoyed a healthy lifespan without yeah. the film. I think the film, mm-hmm. it can live without the film. The film cannot live without it. Oh, that's a good way to put oh. that. Yeah, very strong. And, and as a final note, I just want to say, I can't believe he didn't put the giant spider anywhere in this rap. It could have been the first rap about Kevin Klein and a giant spider. You could have set that record. Everybody hated that fucking giant spider. Will Smith hated it. It's 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 between the lines. <laughs> the omission. It's just clear. I would argue that the South Park version was. Did you do you remember the South Park version where Cartman did a did this rap did his version of it and his was basically like wiki wiki wild west in the sis I'm high from a spider and like <laughs> and it was just jibber jabber the whole song and uh, I I think it's better. They well, captured we don't have the spirit that as, of the West. Yeah, we don't have one of the one of those in the categories. Was there a parody of this that was much better? But uh, if we if you had that category, there is uh, one thing about Wild Wild West that I love was that in my household I walk this weird line. Uh, I, I'm like the ambassador of like kind of white stuff for the for the blacker side of the family <laughs> for those okay. that present blacker than I. Um, I can relate being so, ambassador of the white stuff. Sure. For sure. instance, my brothers, no fucking clue what steampunk was. They do they do now, but like back then, Jim West was their introduction to like steampunk. And so mm-hmm. I remember I, I was trying to show my brother Bioshock and I was like, dude, this you're never going to see a better video game than this. Bioshock is it. The, the 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 game has changed. And he goes, he saw my shotgun. He's like, "What's this Jim West ass looking shit?" And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> dude, you just completely dismantled my love of Bioshock <laughs> with one one comparison. This is just a rip off of Wild Wild West, <laughs> isn't it? Some Jim West bullshit right here. So that is a really solid Bioshock burn. <laughs> I did yeah, have a Jim West gun too. It's it had pipes on it and random clockwork nonsense that probably didn't need to be there. Like that's heartlessly so slice me open. To, uh, <laughs> Take an, a cultural anchor from the black community and describe steampunk. How would you do that? Like, St- say, oh, Jesus. Say you didn't have something to show them. You couldn't just show them Bioshock. Yourself. Let me explain steampunk to you. 
uh, as someone who only knows black things. I mean, it'd probably be Wild Wild West. I'd start there and just be like, <laughs> okay. so there's a whole community like this. You take this oh. this terrible movie that everyone hates. The look and aesthetic of it is a lifestyle for some people. <laughs> they just <laughs> they <laughs> so, dress like some it. People they make stuff. Like yeah, some people live like this. Some people live like this. They want to be Jim Westville all the time. They want Jim Westworld in real life. So, so that's something uh, to think about when we're rating these later. Brockway brought something that like brings a lot of communities together. Mm-hmm. The Wild Wild West song. Wild Wild West yeah, song. it's going to be hard to beat the impact Ooh, yeah. that mine had on, well, on the world itself. That's a good segue. <laughs> that's true. It's a good yep. segue to mine, which is T-U-R-T-L-E power. No, like, I was going to say feel the impact. I thought that's what you are doing. <laughs> we're going to argue about which one's your mainstream one. I think turtle power is way more mainstream yeah, than way more my mainstream. double impact. The way you but, listed um, it, though, you listed it like it was the wild card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the wild, feel the, the impact the was going to be your IP main. Ninja yeah. Turtles. So, I, uh, yes, I'm going to talk about Turtle Power now. T-U-R-T-L-E Power. And it was made by Partners in Crime, which uh, was one white guy and one black guy. Mm-hmm. Both of them very corny, as you bringing, probably remember. Bringing races together uh, mm-hmm. once and yes. for all in this yes. song. This was the end of racism. That was going to be my transition, but Zach fucked it up. Oh, man, I'm sorry. He said impact, and I was like, feel the impact. That's so good, because we're going to feel the impact next. Yeah, it would have been good, uh, probably better than mine, but mine, I was focused really on the race thing. I'm always always trying to think about how we can fix these racial issues. You're trying to undo your racism, and it's just not in the cards, man. It's not going to happen. It's always getting fucked up. I always fuck it up. Okay, okay. So um, now they were... uh, if you've never heard of the movie, what would you think the song was trying to say? I think uh, this song very clearly describes uh, Ninja Turtles who like so eat pizza good. and live in the it sewer. So perfectly <laughs> describes the. I would movie. argue it does a little else. It does a little it just else. Details the lives and like diets. And, I love and his practices. He even has like story structure. He briefly yeah. like dives into a flashback that gives you the origin then he goes all right never mind that let's back to the story at hand and he's like he brings us back you know he's jumping around in time yeah his story structure is very very good they're the heroes for heroes for it's uh i would argue a terrible song like Mm -hmm. i think we suffered through it because ninja turtles was very important to everyone when we were children but um so i'd say it does not hold up uh over time, I think if, if you showed that to someone who had not wasn't familiar with the movie, they'd be like, "This is one of the worst songs I've ever heard," and that, they'd be right. <laughs> but not, not at the time it aired. They would be, they would have been wildly incorrect. They would have gone to the mall uh, and bought this tape. That's true. My uh, older brother whatever. did have this on cassette single. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Lieutenant Colonel Riley. Four tours in Afghanistan and twenty thousand hours of partners in crime. Turtle power log. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and none of it matters because now he's the turtle power guy. The white guy in partners in crime is named DJ Keymaster Snow. Keymaster Snow. I had to look <laughs> into him to see if it was if he later went on to become Snow because he kind of looks like he could have been. Like, yeah, he looks a true. little they bit like in, in former Snow, but it's a different. Well, different here's type my of snow, theory. There's a Futurama joke where all the aliens were registering for classes uh, alphabetically and every section was empty except for at the letter Z, there was this huge line. And I think that that's what it would look like if you looked up white rappers. I think you just wouldn't find a lot until you got to S for snow where there's just (laughs) 600 DJ snows. Yeah. And so uh, 
he is he does seem like he's a little bit obsessed with uh being a white rapper uh i found an interview with him with a hip-hop blog in 2009 and the they asked him just like hey how's it going and the first thing he says is I was always into more traditionally black music all through high school. <laughs> just like <laughs> out of the gates with like, yeah, I'm kind of the black white guy. Uh, yeah. He's like, they, and, uh, I got a pass. I, I use yeah. the N word. No big deal. Sure. You know, yeah. No big deal. Yeah. I get away with it most times. I got the card. Uh, so, so I think he was happy to have a black friend when they made partners in crime, uh, which I think was absolutely formed for this movie. Yeah. They have no footprint anywhere else before this. Right. They did some other, God, I, I found it in my notes like three days ago. Uh, they did some other soundtrack movie. Uh, they did. Fun. It was one. They have three songs, basically. Right. Yeah, what was the other movie soundtrack they did? What yeah. a great idea for a band is just to form up and do raps that explain various movies. You could I mean, you that. really you only had like tops 10 years or so where that was a really good idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, but it was a great idea for those 10 years. I would have loved an album of just rap just songs a, about movies. Ex- I'm not even about Spotify, them. Just explain them. Yeah, I'm going to put a Spotify playlist together. Maybe this could be a thing we send people to go look at. Zach's curated movie songs about the movies they're in playlist. There, there are so many good lines, so many good rhymes in Turtle. And what was oh your God. favorite rhyme? Give me, give me your. My favorite, favorite is how he made a Domino's pizza reference but like rewarded it to work with his rhyme scheme. He's like, they'll be there with the quickness. He's like, and not a, I'm not talking about a half an hour because they display turtle power. So he got the 30 minutes or less joke in there, made it about pizza, still made it about turtles. And I'm like, that's how you fucking rap. Like that's, this guy does. (laughs) That's what rap is. This guy raps. This is what he does. (laughs) (laughs) They're not afraid of a very long walk to get to where they're trying to fucking get to. Dude, well, it, that's what makes it more of like less of a rap and more of like an epic poem. Like he goes, I think these guys are up yeah. there with like Homer a little bit. <laughs> I think I might like shouting cowabunga as they hit the. Oh, sorry, sorry, goes. Then from out of the dark came an awesome sound, shouting cowabunga as, as they, they hit, hit the, the ground. ground. <laughs> from the field Working. of weeds, the heroes rescued the flower because they possessed turtle power. I think that, was, that one is. That's Field of Weeds, so they rescued the flower, is very, yeah. very That's epic. A great way to put I'm coming the crime-ridden streets Lincoln. of New York. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think mine has got to be, now this was beyond her worst dreams because she was cornered by some wayward teens. <laughs> yes. Worst dreams. Yeah, they, they changed the actual cliche, the, the popular phrase, to fit their <laughs> rhyme scheme. But he still had to say it as cornered by some wayward teens. Beyond her worst nightmare and beyond was to be cornered by wayward teens. They could terrorize and be angry youth, and they'd mug the people who needed proof. (laughs) I'm going to throw this out there. With one other fellow, Raphael, he's the leader of the group transformed from the norm by the nuclear goop. (laughs) (laughs) Also, you got that wrong. He got it wrong. Yeah. He's he's singled out Raphael in a way you were like, oh, he's going to talk about his like emotional issues. There's like, what leader? Man, what are you talking about? Not the leader. Pizza's the the food that's sure to please. These ninjas are into pepperoni and cheese. Oh, that's so good. Comes way late in the song. It's like the second or third pizza reference. And it's just I feel like it just takes a turn from there, too. He just has to remember. He's like, wait. Pizza's the food that's sure to please. These ninjas are into pepperoni and cheese. All right, back to the song. And then Just he gets, had to toss that one out there. He gets a little bit of the uh, tautological here. He's like, Splinter's the teacher, so they are the students. 
Well, yeah, that, that, that's good. yeah, that's the typical you know dynamic when one is the teacher. They were once normal, but now they're mutants. Splinter's the teacher, so they are the students. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Look, we hadn't really invented flow yet. That's I mean, true. that that was like a that was definitely a '90s thing where we yeah. got it. Before that, it was just kind of like some people had it, some people didn't. You didn't really define it. And, I was, uh, I most was people didn't. Though it was, most it was this, didn't. this did it for me. I was. Uh, I, this so this the the video did everything that I was I needed it to do when I got home, which was show me more turtles. So this mm-hmm. video had it all. It had like people in turtle costumes hanging out with the rapper. So there was like turtles there doing something that we haven't seen yet. There's scenes from the movie. I could be like, oh yeah, because we don't have YouTube yet, and I can't just go watch these clips. I have to mm-hmm. wait for this music video to come on. <laughs> music videos were yeah. on YouTube. It's true. And then they got like turtles <laughs> hanging out. There's a weird scene where like cheerleaders like moon us and it has turtle power written on their ass it's like very yeah this is very just out of nowhere risque was very traumatizing for me because i i wrote about sarah zanmai and seeing turtle power on somebody's butt is just it just wounds me now Uh, see that that uh lit something inside me a sexual (laughs) fire that i have yet to quench turtles and nerd stuff and sex (laughs) yeah i need until the day comes when i make love to 12 cheerleaders with turtles on their butts. I don't think that'll ever be quenched. And I'm like aging out of where that's appropriate. Like you don't want to be the 50 year old trying to work that out. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's just giving me flashbacks to my Vietnam of those butt sucking turtle boys. Butt sucking (laughs) turtle boys. Yeah, it's true. That's a real thing. Yeah. I wrote an article about butt sucking turtle boys. It's a real thing. The Japanese make very problematic cartoons. Oh man, I'm going to need a link. And I'm, I'm I'm in the dark here, but those butt sucking turtle boys, and you both were like, yeah, yeah yep, that's a, that's our job, that's our site, that's what we do. We share that experience <laughs> together. <laughs> well, I think this song is uh, it did its job. I think it's pretty amazing. I think that it it if you haven't seen the movie, I know for a fact because my mom got tired of hearing this song. She's like, I feel like I've seen this movie, and I because of this goddamn song. So. From mm-hmm. we have positive user review <laughs> that it did its job well. Mm-hmm. I think the artist absolutely watched this film. They they oh, fuck, yeah. they messed up the Raphael part, but for the most yeah. part, they 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 kind of nailed all the other beats of the film. I think. I mean, so, it's but... possible that just Raphael was his favorite. Yeah, like he's everybody's favorite. Yeah, yeah maybe he so he was like, you if, know what? If he fuck Leonardo, in. yeah, he thought if he locked it in, then they would have to change the movie. It's not too late right. to just make something canon. I can do this shit. And then uh, another guy in the group is named Snow. Keymaster Snow, and he's the <laughs> toughest one. <laughs> Every time I hear that that part, that build up to Raphael, from the first time I listened to it to now, I keep thinking he's going to talk about Casey Jones. He's like, and then there's one other guy. It's like, why are you singling out this turtle in a way that you should be? Talking about right. somebody else completely Because different. he loves him. I guess. I'm saying. He goes to see Critters in a trench coat. It's no joke. He's creeping around New York City in that, that sexual predator outfit. Yeah. I guess I get, uh, in the Fantastic Four, that's how the thing would get around the city. So for me, that just felt super normal. Like, I didn't think of him as a pervert. That's how you I, do it, right? Yeah. Ben, yeah I just kind of thought of everybody as a pervert in New York City in that era. Yeah, like, the movie big, As somebody you know, not, was not from... Yeah. I just assumed, like, if you want to blend in, you look like a pervert. Yeah. I guess if I did a, see him right. in real life, I would just 
almost guarantee he's going to pull open that trench coat as soon as I get close to him. Like, <laughs> and so you would avoid him, which it yeah. makes it the perfect disguise. And then he makes that weird sound that turtles make when they have sex. <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I did get my daughter a turtle when she was one, and uh, it was a tiny little baby turtle, and so I got to watch it go through turtle puberty, uh-huh. and and there was a time when like anything that fell into his uh, cage. Which is mostly just lettuce, but if it was too big a piece of lettuce, he would fuck it. And, <laughs> and so I've seen a lot of variations on turtle sex and heard a lot of variations of turtle orgasm. That's turtle power. That's turtle power right there. He's not going to fuck it for a half an hour because he displays turtle power. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Zach, you got a tough... Uh, a tough battle here. You have to beat Wild Wild West and Turtle Power. What's your um, mainstream? I'm an asshole. Here's what I did. I got so worried that I would miss out on being able to select these ones that I just jumped the gun and just chose like the, the off the beaten path ones right away. That's, I wasn't trying to be like, I wasn't going for the win. I was going for the, you know, for the street cred. I see. You didn't want us to take your cool, funny ones. Right. 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 Expository street. Yeah. These streets. Are dangerous. Exclusively the streets where they explain things to you mm-hmm. through rap. And uh, I chose Big Trouble in Little China by I love it. by John Carpenter. John Carpenter's oh. Coupe de Ville's Big, Big, Big Trouble. Big Trouble. In Little China. China. So Somebody had to do it. It's, it's <laughs> not unusual that? for John Carpenter to make music for the movies that he that he directs. It's fucking unusual to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he's He's... Very good at it. He's got some awesome. The Halloween soundtrack is the, one of the most iconic horror sounds out there. And that's he made that. Of so, uh, but this one was weird because he made a band to do it this time. He's like, I want there to be a sexy expository song, and I want to sing it. And I want to sing it. I can do it. And the band itself is kind of weird too. It's uh, it's it's <laughs> other horror movie icons, including, um. Michael Myers himself, like that's Nick Castle is in the band, the guy who played Michael Myers. Um, And the other guy is a dude named Tommy Lee Wallace, who also directed a couple. He directed like Halloween three or something. um, The it miniseries on TV. So it's not really musicians. It's just three horror dudes singing this really cheesy kind of awesome, kind of bad song. Right. That. Yeah. It's just like John Carpenter's movies. Like it's, it somehow crosses the line. Depending on your mood, it's really cheesy or super awesome. Yeah. And the, the whole score of the whole movie is pretty good. Like they there's some very like tonally perfect stuff for the, you know, for the, the the dangerous parts and the action parts. It's a lot of his like weird synthesizer stuff. And then there's this song. Um his whole goal, he said, was that to make this Chinese centric film, he's like, I wanted to be careful that the score wasn't quote unquote rinky tinky chop suey yeah. <laughs> so but we all know what he means we know what he means but what's you could have put that in a better way yeah it's it was a different time but then i didn't he want makes it to this... be like jinga jing bong bong you know you know how it goes <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> if anybody's gonna do it it's got to be our boy our and resident, yet they, our resident they do use that that sound clip so they do uh, it's the song this song so the rest of the score is fine i think it's, it's exempt from rinky tink chop suey uh but 
Big Trouble in Little China goes into it kind of kind of leans on that stuff a little bit. Like it does the you know, kind of racisty sounds. Like if you were like, hey, make a racist Chinese song and it would you would use that hey, same The sound that they make yeah. is, is is a sample. Yeah, that's probably what it says on the keyboard is racist Chinese sound. Yeah. Hit it. <laughs> They just had it pre-programmed in yeah. a button. And then... Um, I don't think there was says, a gong, though. I feel like a gong could have added some whimsy to the racism. It could have, yeah. It could have taken it so far that it would have been okay. Yeah, comes back around with the gong. Especially yeah. if one of the guys actually plays the gong. Man, I love watching somebody play a gong. Just mm-hmm. just like, one big strike. They know that's their moment. It's, yes. uh, he Revenge just of the Nerds has else. that where... Where Takashi is dressed like a fucking American Indian, and he oh, yeah. like has the gong. He's like bashes it, and then he does like this a ninja pose after he, after he's done. He's so proud of himself. <laughs> just just la- lasagna racism. They <laughs> they found something for everybody to do, and they were all super yeah. happy to do it. That um, yeah, I don't know. This 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 song is pretty fantastic. It's it's also very we got Takashi banging on his gong. The boys and the moose are clapping along. Break. Oh, I said we weren't allowed to bring up other. Uh, oh, damn. songs. Well, that's my bad. We'll fix all that. We're gonna, we're gonna slip every once in a while. It's, it's bound to happen. That um, I didn't think that would count anyway. I don't think that was ever released as a single. Yeah, and I don't think the. Omega I don't think it's really about the movie. Did they? I guess it kind of is. They describe themselves and like what they do. Yeah, they they st- they explained their whole vibe. It's as much of a theme song as uh, any of these, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, well, now you can never bring it. Never bring it. Now I can't bring it. Forever. That's fine. And I'm I mentioned it during Zach. So whatever points you get from that, get add it to Big Trouble in Little China. So yep. Well, this suddenly competitive. <laughs> it got, yeah. Big Trouble in Little China pulls ahead with a little help from Revenge of the Nerds. What In a way upset. too complicated to explain. Yeah. <laughs> These lyrics uh, for this song are, are puzzling because John Carpenter made the movie and he made the song, but his song isn't, it doesn't do a very good job of explaining what happens. Yeah, I would, I would argue that, I mean, of course, he made the movie, so mm-hmm. clearly he's seen the movie, mm-hmm. but I would argue based on the criteria we've laid out, he didn't watch the movie. He didn't watch it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He, he doesn't look back. Run and throw the, the man that made the night. movie did yeah. not watch Didn't it. Didn't watch song. it. Run until they take us away. Nothing. This, yeah, this was totally. If you had hired like an outside band and they turned this in, you'd be like, just watch the fucking movie. Yeah, just, just watch dude, it. Watch this, take it back. Read. Like I see what you're lyrics. doing. You looked at you looked at the cover. You, should, you thought you could get away with just like some generic bullshit. Mm, we better run, yeah. <laughs> run and through <laughs> the mystic <laughs> night. <laughs> so here's my theory. I think that John Carpenter. And the Coupe de Ville's wrote this song, and they were like, "This song would make a fucking awesome movie. We should make Big Trouble in Little China into a movie." And so the movie is actually with a, a movie about with a the song one. with a beholder. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons monster <laughs> manual. Then I would argue the movie did not listen to the song. <laughs> Either way, it can't win. It's There's a dude in Big Trouble in Little China that gets so pissed off that he explodes, and that's like how they beat one of the mini bosses. He just it's great. He just find a flaw with it. He just like Can't be done. he rage quit. He's like, man, yeah. my fucking team's dead. I'm carrying this damn team. They have another mini boss who shoots lightning, and when 
except he can't like control it. So he'll like sort of shoot lightning and never hits anybody. And then there's a scene where he just fucking goes crazy doing his like lightning kata, just shooting lightning everywhere except his enemies. Yeah. Love it. It's it's kind of like the Tourette's of mystical kung fu power. Yeah, I I think that's they're the best villains because they're they, amazing. They're playing by rules we can't understand. And they just they the one thing that bummed me out is we never got to see lightning in his casual um, civilian clothes. And I think because of that, I don't think he ever had any control over his lightning. He was always just in lightning mode. Yeah. These other he two suave motherfuckers hat. could like put on a three piece and go give sightseeing tours. You know, right. I, I could help real you. I could help you. <laughs> <laughs> that other dude was, uh, I think he made an appearance in the golden child. Oh yeah. He was a great wind. I it's bet, a good uh, film. That could have used, that could have benefited from a, a golden child song. It could have been yeah, from that, John Carpenter that and the Coupe de Ville. Of Eddie Murphy doing the... Yeah, I want the knife. I want the knife. Track. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could have just <laughs> just give that to any hip-hop group. Yeah. They could have made a whole song out of it. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know what? We should just do it. Let's make... Yeah. That's, <laughs> let's just do it. All and then project. they'll have to make... We're making a rap, a Golden Child rap. It'll be Big Trouble in Little China. We'll do the song, and then they'll have to make the movie again. It's called... It's really hard to rhyme with... Dear sweet brother Noomsy, though. Noomsy. Do it. We're going to, we'll find it. Poopsy, uh, whoopsie. <laughs> Tootsie? Sure, Noomsie, I guess we're going whoopsie. for the soft rhyme. Yeah, whoopsie. it's got to be yeah, a soft rhyme. Yeah. We'll make it work. Anyway, we'll, we'll make this, but we'll, it'll be the platinum child. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. get it done. So, uh, who do you have? Big Trump, Little China, Wild Wild West, Turtle Power. Mm, I'm thinking. I think it's got to be Turtle Power for me. I, I'm Turtle Power, even though it's my own. If I'm allowed to, yeah. Move, no, you are. Yeah, own. we're allowed to. I'm, I'm not we're bending all... from from Wild, Wild West. West. Okay. So we got Turtle. It's it's good that there's three of us because there's always going to be a winner. Like there's yeah, there's going to be a unless we all vote for our own one round, which you know it's going to be a problem. I'm, I'm going to vote for mine. I think everyone round. should just be eliminated if that happens. Yeah, podcast is over. We we'll just <laughs> cut to the theme music. Einstein Hunter. Um, cut, uh, cut to a live version. We'll just have you do it. <laughs> so but, uh, yeah, Big Trouble in Little China was round. a dark horse. I I mostly just wanted people to go look this song up and watch the video. I I had no, I knew there was no chance this was going to beat either of those entries. Sure, but it, it it's one of those nice surprises. You kind of forget about it because I don't think it was ever on the radio. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever heard anyone sing it until, of course, today. Yeah, and you got a little but, uh, trivia. You know, Michael Myers on keyboard. That's cute. Mm-hmm. The Leprechaun on bass. <laughs> so who wants to start this round we're gonna go uh second round is um what was the criteria what what's the oh so uh, we have your deep cut this is deep, deep cut. cut yeah yeah your okay. deep cut uh do we just stick with the same order? i think you were i think you were sean should start all right maybe maybe since i think I, you have i feel like I think I, you have less deep cuts i got yeah and i also <laughs> got zero votes on the last one so maybe i should go first go for it and I'm going to get zero votes again because it's a weird deep cut. It's not cool. It's the Pet Cemetery song by the Ramones. So this is... I think it's cool as hell. It's it's a great it's, song. Uh, it's also the song I, that introduced me to the Ramones. I didn't have a whole lot of like punk rock or, you know, like white people music influences <laughs> around me. Who has, so. who has the time for a Ramones song? Right. <laughs> They're like 
two minutes. Who, two you, you don't have long. a minute and a half. Yeah, no. This is. I heard this song and I was like, whoa. I I mean, this is cheesy as fuck, but that song is awesome. Like I heard it during yeah. the credits, and I loved it so much that I had to like open up the TV guide and find out when Pet Cemetery was going to play again, so that I could try to like hold a tape recorder up to the TV and record this song. <laughs> this is how we lived back in the day. You people have no fucking clue how hard we there had it. There was no way to live. <laughs> there was it was no a savage realm. Where was I going to play that tape? So, yeah, yeah the Ramones who? played a song called Pet Cemetery. It is adorably bad. Like, the lyrics are so... They yeah. did not watch the movie, but that's the by first, their own admission. The first two lines but they are also legendary. did. Yeah. yeah, the first two lines are like, no, you you did not watch the movie. But then they like, reference actual Warlords, things. So. Goblins. so here's what happened. Here's the story behind <laughs> the Pet Cemetery song by the Ramones. Oh, I don't know the song. So the story Stephen King, kind of unsurprisingly, I should have just guessed this, huge Ramones fan. Um, sure. he, they were playing in Baltimore or wherever it is he lives. And so he invited them over to his house and they hung out. He gave them a copy of the book, Pet Cemetery, And... Didi Ramon, the resident fuck up and junkie of the group, took it to the basement and like spent an hour like reading it. But then he came back with song lyrics. He was like, I wrote a song about the 30 minutes of Pet Cemetery that I read, which is why you get references to Victor like very heavily in the beginning of this song. And then like no other references to the story. He very clearly was like, got the gist of the the print, like the beginning of it, and was like, I right. got it. I could write a whole song yeah. about this thing. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Listen, it's going to be two minutes long. We're not going to have time to get into the story. Mm-mm. Just got to just, just gotta introduce Victor just, yeah. and the ancient goblins and the warlords, and then the warlords, which opened the book. Yeah, and then hit us with a bunch of oh, woes, you know, Ramon style. And uh, th- there's the lyrics are wonderful, too, because they also qualify for like the one of two things that the Ramones are usually about, which is either they want to do something or they don't want to do something. Right. That's every Ramon song. It's one or the other. And so this is, they don't, they don't want to be buried in the pet cemetery and they don't want to live their lives again. So that's, these lyrics were so inspiring that Marky Ramon, this son of a bitch, I guess there had been a talk about Didi starting his own rap group, like his solo career to be a rapper. So based on these lyrics, Marky goes, I think this is it, man. I think you can do a rap career. And so that's how we got. <laughs> These lyrics are so killer. So and I, I think because this all happened under Stephen King's roof, we got D.D. King, uh, Funky Man. I encourage you to go look up D.D. King's Funky Man. It's widely regarded as one of the worst recorded albums of all time. I do not know it. It has a I'll have very, to do it. I'm going to get so much hate from your Ramones fans because it has they hold it in very high regard. They love this album. <laughs> love, uh, I, don't, I can't tell all, if it's ironic. All of my friends or... were huge Ramones fans, and I had never heard of this album. Yeah. That's so a, I think that's, maybe there's a subset. That may be what makes this a deep cut. You just discovered the Ramones rap side project, Funky Man. Yeah, it sure qualifies as a deep cut. I certainly knew the song. <laughs> I did not know the backstory to the song. And, uh, and it's just a great song. I knew cocaine led to this song, but I didn't know like it was Stephen King's house with the Ramones at a party amounts of cocaine. Yeah, this is a supernatural amounts of cocaine. Yeah. I loved how it was just in the video. They're just wandering around a cemetery and then playing in a grave. And it's just it was never more clear that Joey just did not know how to pilot that body. (laughs) 
<laughs> like he, he was always so physically awkward just everywhere he went it was just like what what do i do with every part of my he body was like just a like jim henson character being operated by like three different people they were never in sync and it I got, was, it's like watching a toddler try to operate a crane <laughs> so maybe he didn't want to get buried in a pet cemetery because he saw his brother already go through it <laughs> and he's just being puppeted around by mysterious forces yeah that's scans there's there's yeah. a weird thing in that video they all kind of look awkward and weird walking around well, they that do cemetery. all that all the time because they they're also like if they're not joey they're they seem to be like vacuum sealed into these jeans and leather jackets so they just they don't have full mobility so they're trying to navigate these tombstones and they they all just are almost falling on their asses the whole time while they're trying to look cool and as they stalk through this cemetery they just they, they couldn't look dorkier I, I love them they're they're so adorable I'm, I'm yeah that's the Ramones all the time it's just yeah. they never had full mobility they were not an agile band they were not but they do that weird like pop punk thing where they like they they separate their feet they do like kickstands off to the side and get real low while they play their basses and stuff yeah you need the jeans for that yeah so gotta stylish. have the jeans yeah I can't do that you need those Chuck Norris kicking jeans <laughs> those uh flex jeans Special, what are those? yeah what are those called pop punk splits yeah. jeans it's called chuck norris kicking jeans that's it <laughs> you, they what, really are called? what do you fucking think they're called <laughs> i said it i guess that's a good transition into mine yeah if we're ready let's chuck do it. norris kicking yeah. jeans so chuck i'm norris's um, famous song kicking jeans <laughs> it's by chuck norris and the kicking jeans uh, and <laughs> country <you> ballad <laughs> Right, it's a love song. You wouldn't expect that. No, this is from uh, Double Impact, which isn't a deep cut. It was a very mainstream movie, but very forgotten, I would say. Uh, I yeah, think it's it was a deep the cut. Ele- it didn't know it movie. was a deep cut. Well, it was the... Uh, John Club made, I think, five movies where there was two of him, and this was the first one. This was the first, yeah. This uh, is the beginning was of a dynasty. When, yeah, he finally got creative control over his movies. I think he was locked into a, like a three-picture deal, and then... He finally got to go off and do his own ideas. And his first idea was, what if there was more me? <laughs> and, and so the song is called Feel the Impact. And uh, we haven't done these yet for any of the songs, but I'm just going to perform it in its entirety. Now, <laughs> I, if you, I <laughs> knew this was going to happen. Of course, of course. Now, if you want to beatbox along, go ahead. Uh, if you want, at home, if you want to bang something together, go ahead. Because this song <laughs> is so anti-melodic, <laughs> so <laughs> rhythmless. <laughs> there is no way. To get it wrong, the beat of this song. So here we go. <clears throat> this is, uh, I'm not making fun of this. I'm, I kind of am, but I'm going to do a very sincere recreation as best I can. You got it. It goes like this. Jump back and get ready. Because I'm going to even the score. You thought I wouldn't be back for more. But I feel no. the fire burning I, in my soul. I over here. It kept me holding on to my goal. And I'm sure that now you know. You're going to get what's coming to you from me. I'll make you see you never should have done me no wrong. Because this time I'm twice as strong. I aim too true for you to overcome. You don't even know what I hold inside. huh? And that's why I'm going to make you feel the impact of my soul. Of my so, soul. <laughs> now, of my soul. Uh, there is a singing part after that where it goes, I've been waiting for this moment. All my life, I'm gonna take everything that I've got in my heart ha! and let it all out. Gonna feel the impact. Now, 
That's the whole song. Then it does feel the impact. Feel, feel, feel the impact. Yeah, you got like the guy that's minutes. like on a set, like yeah. on a, a sampler. Feel the yes. impact. Feel, like the Ferris Bueller, like burp feel, keyboard. Feel, feel, he really feel, wants you to feel, feel it. the impact. Feel, feel. And then it plays everything you just heard me do again. <laughs> it's, <laughs> its entirety again. Five minutes long. That song is. They just straight um, control V, control P. That the entire <laughs> yes. song. <laughs> I I love how bad that song is. Uh, I, I bet most people won't even believe me that that was a faithful recreation. And maybe I'm not as talented as uh, Jen was the musical artist. G-E-N. Jump back and get ready. I don't know, man. I nailed every one of those claps and also the uh, hitting a, a water bottle with my pen. Uh, that was <laughs> that was spot on to what happened in that song. Yeah. So I, I, the beat doesn't match those lyrics at all. But then also all. there was it's like some punches, some punch sound effects from the movie would kind of get mixed <laughs> so in randomly. chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> The song like is it felt, uh, the, it felt like multiple musicians were fighting and like maybe right. they all went off to do their own thing, they but then they been. made up and were like, we'll just get it all together. This is the and, first song on the list, I think. I think I'm just guessing based on what I could find that was a rap song that was mm-hmm. commissioned for the composer of the film. They asked right. the composer, hey, can you do a rap? And he said, yes. And this it is, is not the happened. only. Yeah. He, he wasn't not the only. This is the first one, though, that it's uh, the song. I can't find anything on Jen. I don't know that Jen actually exists. Yeah, G-E-N, I think it's um, I think it's the composer that, that did the soundtrack. Yeah, and that's um, uh, Arthur Kempel. Right. Kemp Bell. Um, the song like a, just on, a journeyman composer. Like, yeah, his he's credits done, are all like, you know, Remington Steele and... Well, he did. He did the the arrival. The Charlie Sheen one was his biggest, probably his biggest, most like commercially viable one next to Double Impact. His profile picture on YouTube. So whenever there's like a a verified artist, they'll do um, YouTube will upload copyright material to their copyright library so that in order for it to exist in that library, so you can't steal it, they have Mm -hmm. to post the video of it. So it's like a conversation about Arthur Kemble. And okay. his profile picture is Zane Zeminski from The Arrival. <laughs> it's just Charlie Sheen. It's like, that's the best profile picture you could get, Charlie Sheen from The Arrival. I think that's lucky. I uh, it could have been do- it could have been two Van Dams. That's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It's definitely not as good back as two to back. Van Dams. Look at him. But what if it was is- just a shot in the arrival when you first see their knees break the wrong direction. Yeah, the, bro- like that, the broken that'd be knees. A good- yeah, that'd be a good picture. The broken knees in the arrival is the three tits of Total Recall. That's the only Absolutely. thing people can remember about. That's the one with the knees, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, all you need knees. to know. There was a scene where they're in the elevator and the aliens just suddenly start talking alien. It's just like, <laughs> and like, and the, the humans are in there trying to like act like, oh no, cool. yeah, no, we're talking. We, you, we know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to infiltrate the aliens and the aliens, you know. I love I love that scene. But that's like honestly, uh, don't remember anything other than those two things. That old Peter Jackson movie, Bad Taste. Did you ever watch that? Mm, I don't think so. They were trying to infiltrate an alien group, and all the aliens like started puking into a bowl and passing it to each other, and they all puked in it, and then they all had to take a drink from it. And the humans <laughs> that had to sound take like a drink early Peter it. Jackson. Yeah, yeah he was he was disgusted. I love that Peter Jackson started that way <laughs> and then became like the beautiful elf guy. Yeah, right. The fucking patron saint of New Zealand. And then, then all anybody remembers is like, oh, you do those beautiful scenes with the mm-hmm. elves. and just blah. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Got to drink puke. 
I got my start with a puppet fly that flew over with a with a spoon to eat shit. <laughs> feel that the was, impact. Feel, feel, feel the impact. Feel. feel. Jen. So I can't find anything about the the performer either. So clearly, I don't think it's Arthur, the composer, rapping. At least I hope not. Yeah, they clearly like nephew hired. Yeah, they hired a youngster to come in and do the raps. Um, what's funny about these these raps, and we're gonna have a couple more, I think, on this list of raps that were clearly composed by the score composer. Their knowledge of rap is so fucking tame and mild, <laughs> like white bread shit. Right. It's, this is the late 80s, early 90s. Like Kids like my age are listening to... We're in NWA at this point. Like we, But old people on. still thought like... It was... Man, Debbie Harry opened the doors for them. They yeah, were just like... They still thought yeah, it was... Every, we can all do this, They still right? thought it was like the you know Furious Five. They're like, ha, ha, ha. They're still doing that goofy shit. Right. And we're like... This is very much like a local car dealership level of rap. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Like, if this is a... I don't know. It's it's aggressively uh, anti-rhythmic, and uh, again, I'm not a big rap like uh, guy, I guess. But uh, I my knowledge is deep enough that I know this is bad. Like I, I'm a hundred percent sure it's bad. It has all the bad. Well, they're so these songs are all like kind of unique in their in their beautiful awfulness. This one is mm-hmm. more like they stole flow from Millie Vanilli. Like if you listen to an old Millie Vanilli song, the flow is very similar. And I was like, dude, you fuck you bit Millie Vanilli out of all I think, the wow. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Just had that weird like funky kind of like we're not rappers, but we got mm-hmm. some flavor kind of right thing going on. So you can blame it on the ring, blame it on the ring. That's very feel the impact. <laughs> Intermediate rap. <laughs> Intermediate rap, yeah. Car used car salesman rap is perfect. That's local car yeah, dealership it's rap. Local commercial. Yeah, yeah, it's super. So, do you think feel the impact of these deals? They actually watch the film. <laughs> deals feel the deal. I don't. Feel, feel. I don't think so. Like this is so generic. <laughs> no. It's like they've seen one martial arts movie and they're like, it's kind of about overcoming like personal limitations, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Just write forty and, uh, lines like that. They're not wrong. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it they works. All kind it of works here, that. and it could probably work in several other places. But Double Impact was mo- mostly about, like, the dichotomy between, like, one super tough Jean-Claude Van Damme and one super fruity Jean-Claude Van Damme. So, <laughs> Which was the war within himself. At yes, all of course. Uh, Black silk and the wares. <laughs> because I do karate and my super strong legs, I could do splits. No problem. No problem. Back and forth. Yeah, so, to be clear, when he got full creative control... His first movie was two Jean-Claude Van Dams, and it opened with him doing the splits like right in front of a bunch of girls who were just super into it. They were just coming just, all over the place yeah. while he was doing it. All day long they were coming. Yeah. <laughs> Rivers. <laughs> just whap all uh, over that gym. I, I feel like that's all I have to say about that song. It's a great song in its terribleness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's the song to beat, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Well, there's only one left. It's mine. It is Maniac Cop Rap. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my deep cut. <laughs> and this <laughs> this was also uh, the composer just decided. So they gave it to the composer. Of the Jay Chataway. <laughs> Jay Chataway. Uh, you're writing a rap now, and I, I assume he went fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> Let me look up rap <laughs> uh, in this encyclopedia. Yeah. 
And he well, it his, it doesn't have the whole definition, but I'm gonna go with it. His he whatever entry he looked in the encyclopedia, it was a, a far more detailed and sophisticated one than feel the impact because this one fucking nails the movie. Like I I never saw it's Maniac so, Cop too, but I feel it's like it's not I, a great song, but it I understand the what the movie's about. Yeah, absolutely. I know there's a I know there's a jacuzzi scene. Like I'm I'm. I would be shocked if there was not a jacuzzi scene in Maniac Cop. Don't actually remember a jacuzzi scene. You shot, it, you shot it with an Uzi. Got a super great shows jar. up in your jacuzzi. Yep. So they they hired uh, Josh Barnes and Brian D Dubs Woods to bring in these lyrics, who also have no past. They're like yeah, the I found Man- out nothing about them. Like, I'm assuming they were his cousins. Yeah, they're Manchurian candidates. They don't exist. They they were bred specifically for this purpose, and then and then executed here's here's what my favorite part about that's everything that you said is is why i brought it which is that it's the perfect expository rap and that it explains everything about the movie and like just just does its job it comes in it's like here's here's the movie here's this scene here's the first act second act third act characters but uh, it opens with a primer <laughs> just in case you haven't seen oh, the first so movie good. uh it, here's that primer <clears throat> You better watch out when you hear that sound. That means that the maniac cop's around. Once upon a time, he was a super cop, but the bad guy framed him to make him stop. They put him in prison where they tried to kill him, but he broke out. Now he's the villain. Bullets don't hurt him. I know it should, like Jive, but we're not sure if he's dead or alive. You, so good. Perfect. You, you passed, you skipped the part where they do a little acting at the beginning. They, they oh, act out Yeah, they do a little skit at the yeah, beginning, they do a but skit. this is just... <laughs> <laughs> this is just like their the sum up. Like you don't even have to watch the first movie now. If you listen to this rap, mm-hmm. you're good. You're you good. don't even have to the, watch the first Maniac up. Cop. Yeah, that's the, no this other is a, expository. This rap. is a previously on Maniac Cop done so concisely and so well. <laughs> previously Yo, wait a on minute. Maniac Cop. Yo, you better What's watch that? out when you hear that sound. <laughs> oh, you're I'm gonna... really like uh, something is sneaking around the corner. And the next line is, here he come, here he come. I think it's that maniac. <laughs> you got you to gotta get this right. He goes, hold on. Ah! Raw! <laughs> Some of the best acting. I, I can only assume that the acting in the film was at least on par with, with what we heard there. I don't know that anything is on par with that. Mm. I don't see any mentions of Robert Zadar in these lyrics. That's true. But, uh, Robert Zadar rhymes with car? Uh, going too far, like that's, going too far. Yeah, which is classic maniac cop. <laughs> Shooting up the bar. Yeah, any number of things. Well, they do refer to maniac cop, so so I mean, it's got to count. Yeah, yeah I guess. Like maybe yeah, they, I guess maybe so. he was so lost in the role that he was like, "Don't, don't put me." Yeah, don't break the fourth. I, I am the this. maniac cop. Yeah. I want. I need you to address me as maniac cop while I'm in uniform. I think you've uh, you've already hit on it, but my favorite rhyme is "set him on fire." I shoot him with an Uzi, but he'll show up in your jacuzzi. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, there's if there's not a jacuzzi scene in Maniac Cop Two, I'm going to be fucking livid. I think the best one is you won't get a ticket or pay a fine. You might as well be dealing with Frankenstein, because <laughs> <laughs> that implies not only is he unkillable, but he's like an idiot. Like you can't. Reason with him? Yeah. Uh, I love oh, that. the next line is... Ba- that's kind of a low-key shout-out to, to yeah. Zadar. He's big and ugly with a busted jaw. <laughs> oh, come on, man. That's not makeup. That's just, oh, that's just sing- Robert. Single tear rolls yeah. down his face. 
continues rolling, trying to crest the jaw, but it never will. He broke my jaw. Robert Zadar was 100% born cesarean. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't getting out of there unscathed. Or or somebody didn't make it out of childbirth. Yeah, that's... He left a he left a body yeah, that, at the hospital. The origin we'll, story. Yeah, we'll Google that and make sure we leave that in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he might have exploded his mother. I always like one of one of my first. favorite moves, especially in like early eighties, nineties rap, is is when they they can't figure out how to match the amount of syllables in a line. Mm-hmm. So they right. just put gibberish in and uh, right. here it's they killed him once, but he came back. He's the mup 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 maniac. Yep, that's it. That's the st- the the shitty high school students way of like padding a, a essay with the same word. I just couldn't. I couldn't figure it out. I, I couldn't it. figure out how to get words, that many syllables. It. Yeah, he's the very, 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 very maniac maniac. Maniac. And they do a lot of laugh rapping in this too, like laugh beats. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. I really like the line. I guess it's from the movie where he goes, "You have the right to a mortician. If you cannot afford one, we'll take your ass out." Just nonsense. <laughs> just not a not. What clever. if I can afford a mortician? Yeah. Am I then? Am I okay? But then, if I can't afford a mortician, can you not kill me? Because that's right. That just gets awkward. Does that mean you're not going to embalm me once I'm dead? Like, why did you bring up the mortician? Yeah, because it's about death and dark shit, boy. The other, uh, the other meta thing I love that, that this song does that no other expository rap does was uh it ends with an open endorsement to just watch the movie again <laughs> last lines are man so did you see him i don't know i think we should check out the movie again i think, I we, think should. we should available you have the right local? to remain silent forever so stupid this is a good it's like they, fucking rap it's like they went through their like diary of ideas of maniac cop rap ideas they're like fucking these are all too good put them all in, <laughs> in I, any think, order. I think we just read the diary i don't even yeah. think we need more work on this yeah, yeah it's good which is good because we're recording today. Today, <laughs> the origin story. Anyway, of don't don't just rap. give the rap to the extremely white composer for his sake. If nothing else, yeah, because they do all the same tricks. They use uh, the 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 early '90s are very recognizable for the all the orchestral hits. I think we even did it in the uh, in your theme song, but that's just that one single. Strike was like, it's just, it's a whole orchestra, but just one little note at a time. Um, When you hear that, you know, it's, it's a dead giveaway that some white guy produced this. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Brockway, did you have to transcribe these lyrics yourself or did you find the lyrics online? Uh, Just online. I had to transcribe, feel the impact. I don't know if that should count for more, but I had to listen to that song and type them out because no one on the You probably had to rewind it. Like, I did I didn't like have six to or rewind. seven times. Yeah. I thought I that could type cool. fast enough, but I got really caught up in the in the song. Like as bad as it is, I get super pumped about like the fire I have inside and how like. <laughs> well, before we make your argument, I just want to go through the prompts real quick. Okay, uh, I would it. argue just like Turtle Power, if you never heard of the movie, uh, the song is clearly about a maniac cop, and mm-hmm. it's got several warnings about what what he will do and why mm-hmm. he does it and where you can find him. Uh, so yeah, this is a song about a maniac cop. Yeah. Did the artist actually watch the film? Absolutely. He probably did nothing but watch the film and then just write down stuff as he saw yeah. it. 
Uh, was the artist or band possibly created solely to make this song completely? Mm-hmm. <laughs> imagine if this was a band that, that existed before and after this song. It's just, it's impossible. There's yeah. no reality. <laughs> and uh, of course, does not hold up not over hold time up. and yeah. does not separate from the film. I would say in a strong way. I don't, th- I don't think, for the purposes of its points here today, I think the fact that it's so forgotten is fine. I don't think it's yeah. This is it's kind of impressive. Cut. Yeah, it's, it's a very deep, very cut. deep. It's the deepest cut for sure. Because mm-hmm. like that's what I was going. For. Somebody is going to happen across Double Impact. You can watch it on anything right now. It'll sure, it's going to sure. come up. Maniac Cop Two, lesser chance of that happening. Right. I actually and then remembering the rap it. for it. Yeah. No. <laughs> I feel uh, like my vote Maniac goes Cop. to Brockway. My vote goes for uh, Maniac Cop rap. You go Maniac Cop rap. Hmm. That's funny. One. I'm I'm going feel the impact because you had to transcribe the lyrics. Like <laughs> nobody had put it online, ah, so you had to be sure. you had to be the guy. So and I, I think it, it is now work. your civic duty mm-hmm. to put that online so that somebody else doesn't you got upload do this again. Yeah, you got upload it. Uh, I'll put it on somebody, the podcast right up. Yeah, somebody somebody put it in the comments this. under the YouTube video. Yeah, somebody's looking for these right now. <laughs> you could save so many people. That's true. Up to four people. And I'm going to I'm gonna set a precedent. I'm going to fuck this whole thing up, and I'm going to vote for the Ramones song, because I think it wow. generally rocks. It holds up very well. It's got a, cra- it's got a weird backstory, and it, it led me to discover something horrifo- horrifying that horrified me okay. probably more than the movie itself did, which was Funky Man by D.D. King. <laughs> Good point. So that's okay, we well, have luckily, a three-way time. Yeah, luckily we have... We got two more. We got one more category. precedent. Yeah, like we have no rules. Who gives a shit? No rules. It's UFC one all over again. Is the fight over? I don't know. Is don't, it dead? In the no event idea. of a three-way tie, we're all right. Yeah, there you go. So uh, here's our third round, and this is the wild card round. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's going to start? I think in order of absurdness, I think maybe Robert should go first. Oh, see, in order of absurdness, I was going to say you should. Well, like least absurd. I'm thinking we should build up the absurdity. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Start pretty pretty commercially friendly, and then just kind (laughs) of go off the rails at that point. Okay. Well, I brought number one spot Mm -hmm. by Ludacris. Uh, Now he did this song for was it Austin? The third one, I think. It was the third one. Gold one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would argue that as bad as Feel the Impact was melodically, this is worse. I'd see. I disagree. I Damn. think he made a pretty standard song <laughs> yeah. for the time. Uh, what makes this my wild card pick specifically is that he just wrote a song that wasn't about the movie, right? Right, right. And and that 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 has happened plenty of times. There's like, write a song for a movie specifically, and then they just write a rap song about mm-hmm. like how they're awesome. Yeah, happens all the time. But then he, it's like somebody told him. So that halfway through the song, it starts becoming more and more about the movie. Right. Until it's almost entirely about the movie. And I, I just think that's a bonkers way to do that. <laughs> to where he's he's constantly not talking about the movie. He's not explaining the theme of the movie. So it doesn't fit, you know, the pick. That's why it's a wild card. But he makes so many references and jokes from the movie. It's like... He weaves it's them like, in pretty seamlessly. Yeah, it's like a teenager just after seeing Borat. And then just... <laughs> All of the jokes, no commentary like, yeah, and twist man. on them. Yeah, he's and, and he he does some great shit where like he does some of that Will Smith shit where he t- starts taking multiple angles too. 
Yes. He starts saying like, "I am Austin Powers." He starts talking like he's he's the character from the movie, but then he right. also, in the same breath, will talk about himself. So that there is now a version of Ludacris that travels through time and bangs sluts. Sure, it's great. Explorer, it's great. How, like how, Dora, these swipers can't swipe me. <laughs> my whole aura is so mean in my one. white like- teeth. Nobody light skinned repping harder since iced tea. You disagree? So, take the Tyson approach. Invite me. Like that's good rap, but written by a lunatic. Yeah. So that's pretty typical of Ludacris. When you pull him in on a project, you're like, "Hey, Luda, this is what the song's about." He's like, "Cool. I'm not going to do any of that shit. I'm going <laughs> to ra- I'm going to tell you what I've been up to, what I'm going to make you feel right now in the present, and then I'm going to tell you about my future plans a little bit, and then maybe if I have time, I'll talk about your little thing." Gonna rap about the snacks here in this green room. Yep. <laughs> uh, rap He's about a, the town car right over here. I think this is a good wild card entry because Ludacris, as a contracted songwriter, is a wild card. You, yeah, he's the professional he's wild, a professional card. wild card. He's and bring him in when you just need to fuck shit up, fuck it up, and then he'll make you something that is completely just corny, this goofy as shit. Still family yeah. friendly somehow, but also kind of dope too. Like. The beat is like it, it. It moves you. Like it's not a bad beat. Like if you just didn't listen I'm to the sure. lyrics and you just let it play in the background, you're like, "Fuck yeah, I could walk out to a fight to this song. I could, you know, <laughs> go like pick up chicks I'm with this song." I'm shocked to hear that because to me it sounds like like that Austin Powers little riff. Yeah. On well, like, he brings that out in the start. He brings Quincy Jones. Quincy who Jones wrote that is like, song yeah, I wrote this song in the '60s, and he makes him say. I am begging you to take this song and put your mojo on. Put your on. thing on it. Yes. Yeah, put your mojo so, on it, baby. Basically, he has to say, I'm honored, mm-hmm. Mr. Ludacris, that mm-hmm. you're about to make something good with my song. Finally, after, after 30, 40 years. Such a power move. <laughs> it is, and I would argue he does not. No. <laughs> I think it's it fine. It sounds like you guys like this song Even though Quincy Jones yeah, yeah, no, I definitely, him. as far as like a movie I never watched never, and I just hated the idea of it. I was so fucking over the whole Mike Myers thing. Like I, I couldn't be God less damn. interested in a movie than gold member or whatever it was. But I was like, that's not a bad song. If you're going to bring, if you're going to try to get me interested, n- good attempt. Like I, that's, that's, it was entertaining and I felt something from that. So, and I, yeah, I, I generally like Ludacris. I agree. Yeah. He's somebody's wacky uncle that, mm-hmm. that is actually pretty good at rapping, but he still brings wacky uncle energy to everything mm-hmm. he does. But yeah. I also, sometimes I need that. Yeah. And then I, uh, I just, based on what I know from Quincy Jones, I feel like he, if he didn't want to do that skit, he would not have, he's so powerful sure. and just takes no shit. There's so many stories it's of him such just a power move to make him do yeah. that. Yeah, so I don't know if he may have just been like, you know, legit, man. This is one of my. I don't give a shit about this song. I farted this song out of my ass in my sleep. You know, like take it, do whatever you want to it. I'll make it seem like a big. I, I want to talk real quick before we exit this song about the part where he starts confusing talking about himself with pretending to be Austin Powers <laughs> with making Austin Powers references, mm-hmm. and then accidentally says that I've. I've actually been sent back in time. <laughs> I hear the lyrics. Causing lyrical disasters, it's the master. Make music for mini-me's, models, and fat bastards. <laughs> these women trying these women trying to get me out my Pele Pele. They strip off my clothes and tell me, get in my belly. Not quite. Amazing. Uh, stay on the track, hit the, round, hit the ground running like Flojo. Sent back uh-huh. in time, and I've never lost my mojo. See, you were specifically making Austin Power references and talking about yourself. 
So now with an there is a universe. Athlete, like <laughs> she's she's post Austin Powers Mojo era. Yeah. So now now there is a universe where Ludacris is just unstuck in time, desperately yeah. like quantum leaping through sluts. He's trying the watcher to get home. now. He's the, he sees it all at once. He's the Doctor Manhattan of. And that's what this that's what these raps are about. That's why he can't make sense of them. He's just trying to tell you He's about like, it's his life outside of time. He's like it's 1967 and I'm making people randy. It's 1998. I'm graduating from high school. <laughs> and I'm still super horny. It's it's 2001. The towers are falling. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I don't remember that one. I remember that ludicrous shame. <laughs> you know, the, the, the watchman all times circle. Yeah, that bastard is calling. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, the prompts. Uh, I've never heard of the movie. What would you think the song was trying to say? I think it's pretty clear for most of it that it's just about he's coming for that number one spot. It's about ludicrous. to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's about ludicrous. It's about himself. He's having and a then stroke. I, I guess towards the end... Uh, he has joined some sort of terrible orgy yeah. that he's not entirely happy with. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still did very the proud artist of actually watch the film? I think there's a chance yeah. he did. Yeah, he he did. Hell he yeah, watched he it enough to film. be like, I, oh, there's a joke. I'll use that joke in the, the lyrics I make about yeah. myself. He at least watched he the first the two jokes. movies. Mm-hmm. I don't he, know if there's he, any he Austin Powers jokes. three references, but there's yeah. a lot of Austin he made, Powers. He made the the pancake joke. He made the there is I a love gold, gold. There's a gold one. Yeah, for sure. He definitely he watched the so movies. He, he heard the I don't know that he respected the movies, but he watched yeah. it. Um, definitely not created solely to make that no, song. He's... Although maybe he was born to. <laughs> I think you can make a case. I think you can make a case. <laughs> that was his his ultimate destiny yeah. was always to to do this bizarre that thing. That was the and, uh, spot. Yeah, I do think it holds up over time, specifically because it's it does such a bad job of being tied to the movie. Yeah, he, he that you're like he made the right call. Mm-hmm. That you could never hear the movie and you'd be like, oh, it's kind of a weird one from Ludacris. But considering Ludacris, not mm-hmm. that weird. It kind of, yeah, it kind of falls in line with the rest of his shit from that era. That, uh, yeah. move, bitch, get out the way. I'm coming for that number one spot. Like, it's all the same, yeah. you know, idea. There's always some bitch in his way, is really the point. I am arriving, <laughs> and, uh, and you are in my way. I, the thesis statement of Ludacris. I am arriving. Whereas Joey Ramone would have gone, I don't want to be stuck behind a fat bitch. <laughs> Ludicrous. I want to be. I want her out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> right. That takes us to maybe yours now, Sean. Yeah, I think or, if we're because mine is not very uh, ludicrous at all. Uh, it's from Flash Gordon, but not the Flash Gordon theme song. I chose the hero, which I think is maybe not the better song, but it's kind of the more rad song and one that people might not remember as well. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, this was, uh, it played during the movie, like during uh, the climactic action scene when he's fighting with all the like Voltan and the Hawk people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like Queen just, just fucking going guitar crazy. It's just like, dun, 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 dun. it's <laughs> awesome. And the lyrics are um, just kind of random, uh, like heroic sounds. Like he's yeah. like, uh, it's hard to even explain. It goes, so you feel like you ain't nobody, always needing to be somebody. Put your feet on the ground, put your hand on your heart, lift your head to the stars, the world's your for the taking. It's hard not to sing this song for me. But uh, I love it because it's sort of about Flash Gordon. And, and Brockway, you said your song, like Ludacris, was born to make that song. I don't think in the history of the world anyone's been more born to do anything than Queen was born to do the Flash Gordon soundtrack. And it it rules so hard. 
and they clearly put so much passion into it. But also, I don't think they even got the log line in this movie. They're just I don't like, think they, they were making a flash. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> like maybe they. Brian May is a huge nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he probably did watch the movie, but by the criteria of this song, that is just about nothing. It's about yeah. just generically like believing so you in yourself yeah. when like. Get the that Holy was Grail. probably one of the least things of Flash Gordon. Like he did not have a big problem with believing in himself. No, he, that's kind of yeah, his whole deal was. That yeah, he, always, that's he believed maybe so too now, much in himself. Yeah. No, you did not watch the. I believe the video for the actual Flash theme song is them literally watching the movie as they play, and I still don't think they watched the movie. <laughs> yeah, they weren't paying attention. <laughs> his eyes so are closed. Look, he's not watching. <clears throat> this this is but, yeah this is more this is more like generic. I'm struggling in the gym music like this will get me through it that's what it's that's what these lyrics are meant to do lift you right. up it's they're very empowering yeah but but like the main flash gordon theme song you if you listen to them they're they're specifically not about flash gordon he's talking about like saving children and and getting the holy grail yeah he's just making guesses <laughs> yeah there's none of, none of those things happen in the film he's just describing uh, big moves just if any a big move in anyone's world grab the holy grail yeah. shit that's that's yeah, what that's Flash, like Flash would be about that. What yeah. Flash Gordon does. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't think they watched the film. Uh, if you hadn't heard of the movie, you'd probably guess that the song was about a movie where some dude kicks a lot of ass, I suppose. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah. Uh, the artist or band created solely to make this song. Of course not. But uh, they did like set aside an entire year to make this album. And they like delayed, I think, their greatest hits album to do it. And... Uh, it's also not just the the two excellent theme songs with lyrics, but they like scored the movie. They did the whole score, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so the whole movie rules. Flash Gordon is one of my all time favorite films, and um, I think the song holds up, separate from the film. Kind of, I, you probably I feel like, like I feel like it was meant to do that. Yeah. They were like this yeah, when this movie is totally like when this movie is dust. There will only be Queen. Like they will. They knew that yeah. when they were making this song. Right. Yeah, they like, knew. Don't make it too we much about Flash, Flash because Gr- this shit is gonna it's gonna be fire. So Okay, Flash Gordon is about Queen. Queen Queen is not about Flash Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I think if you found like a kid who's getting into guitar who didn't know who Queen was and you said, oh, Okay, here's a song with some sweet guitar, like they don't ironically think it's the raddest shit ever. Yeah. So it's a weird one. I, I mostly just love this song. It's not like funny or strange. Uh, but it rules. I'm not expecting a win, but uh, I'd like to talk about it. Yeah, that's that's most of my entries. I'm like, hey, you guys should just know about this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. Let's talk about. Well, this. you're <laughs> you're up next with my favorite all right, one so, yeah, out of all. Of I, I I've really fucking brought it for my wild card entry. This yeah, this is strong. The wildest fucking card. <laughs> and a lot of people, they don't believe me when I tell them this exists. Um, <laughs> but it's called City of Crime. Uh, it is performed by Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd f- for and about the movie Dragnet, uh, which was an in-canon continuation of the old, was like 1950s TV show? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It sure. was like, yeah, Dan Aykroyd was like Joe Friday's <clears throat> nephew. Tom Hanks was a, kind of a, a Riggs from Lethal Weapons, sort of like play by your own rules. He's a Mahoney. Oh, <laughs> Mahoney. <laughs> he, was, he was Tom Hanks. He was Tom Hanks, yeah. Uh, and so I don't know if it was like the Ghostbusters thing that maybe Dan Aykroyd had the Ghostbusters bug. He's like, let's do that. That worked so well for this last movie I was in. We could do it again, but we right. can do it. You and me, Tom, we don't need Ray Parker Jr. 
We can both rap. We can both rap. I'm promising you. I'm telling you. Look in my eyes, Tom Hanks. We can rap. And they fucking did it. They went they did it. so hard. They made an entirely original music video with them as the characters and interacting with a whole separate narrative from the film. Like they made a mini episode, like a, now, a, I, a, a, a spinoff of my the high level movie. notes. My high level notes for this is that they both suck. Oh, they but suck so bad. Tom Hanks, but Tom they Hanks commit. is very lovable, and Dan Aykroyd is super not. Super not. I mean, that's kind yeah. of the crux of their character arcs in the movie, too. They sort of yeah, like right. embody that. Tom Hanks does go for... I don't think that was entirely intentional, no. but I think that's how it works. I, yeah. I think Tom Hanks did his best to try to hit this Beastie Boys type, yeah. like, scream, whine rap that yeah know. he's got a little like danny brown vibe yeah Croyd's kind of laid back mf doom vibe <laughs> but of course terrible terrible both terrible read them their rights read them their rights he's just so committed to this <laughs> this character that it just spoils the entire rap um the lyrics are amazing they're mostly just them explaining police procedure to well i'm here a bunch of dudes to and rap goat. about your rights <laughs> <laughs> the whole like the whole movie was about pagans you know uh, what was it people against uh goodness and normalcy goodness and normalcy yeah yeah so they're, they're dealing with more pagans in this music video uh who i think again here we are once again at uh, a song that i think was written by the composer of the film and i stopped th- doing it and i think what you're seeing in this goat costume is the composer of the film I was wondering, yeah. because why would, I thought, well, that's nice of them. That's very generous yeah. to give like this bit actor uh, a huge breakdown of his own, complete with like the set pull away and choreographed yeah. dancers. Like, why does the goat man get this? Yeah, because the goat man wrote the whole damn thing. <laughs> that's his, uh, that's his baby. I am the goat man. Yeah. Well, excuse that's his goat me, baby. copper, Mr. Crime Stopper. What is wrong with what we're doing? We just like to dance in our goatskin pants around this ancient ruin. Dude's got a point. Dude has a point. It's harassment, man. Religious freedom is being violated. That, uh, oh, man. It's kind I haven't of, watched it, that movie in like 20 years. Is that, uh, does that hold up? I don't know. I haven't watched it in at least that long. I gotta, maybe. I loved it. We gotta do it. We gotta out. do a drag. But then I was like party. an idiot kid. Yeah, exactly. I was just into whatever Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks were doing. Yeah, I remember that was great. I remember they did a goofy dance in their like goatskin pants. Mm-hmm. They hey, had look, to do, I'm rapping. Yeah, they had to do the, they had to go undercover with the goatskins. Uh huh. They did did the weird dance, and I thought that was just and they did hilarious. That's what I thought that like drugs were just pills because they had like the pill tray that they had to like eat to right again to fit to, in like, to act like they were they were yeah yeah. It's like the the drug videos they'd show us in high school. What you're gonna be offered drugs, and they'll try to make you take them. They're all going to look like big giant Morpheus pills from the Matrix. Beware of those. Did anybody else just get real disappointed and kind of feel like a little rejected when you had to actually ask for drugs the first time? Mm -hmm. Like nobody nobody just gave them to you? Yeah, here, just handing out drugs? Felt like the girl at the dance that nobody asks. (laughs) Am I not good enough for free drugs? Yeah. Is that, you think, why our generation has such self-esteem issues? It's because we were told we were going to be offered all these free drugs and it just never happened. Yeah, I had to ask for them and then they made me pay for them. I, I did not feel good about that interaction. Made us feel so uncool. Maybe that was the goal. Make you just, I don't even want the drugs anymore. <laughs> I'm just mm. going through these lyrics now. Just, 
I, I, it's I'm getting like secondhand embarrassment just reading them, just hearing the. We're just in time. We have stumbled into a major crime. Yeah, they've got the girl and all the fried. I can't even do that, Tom Hanks voice. <laughs> no, that's not nice. So great. He makes me so happy how hard he commits. <laughs> There's a pretty great clip out there where, uh, what? Who's the British uh, talk show host guy? James Corden. Maybe he's like so. From what I understand, you're a rapper, and Tom Hanks immediately. I'm sure it's all pre-rehearsed yeah. and everything, but he does a very good job of being like. I can't believe you've done this. Like, why are you, why are we talking about this? <laughs> right. And then he He's raps. Like, Does he rap there? I didn't finish the clip. I don't know. I didn't finish. I, I don't even just know. Just assuming. <laughs> that's like, that's the only way to take ownership of that situation as Tom Hanks is you have to just bust up. I think. Do this entire rap. I think his son Chet is punishment for him trying to do this rap. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You guys familiar yeah. with Chet Hayes? Are you all caught up on this guy? Not Maybe all caught up, but I am aware that he is a problem. Did you see the video? <laughs> he is a problem that came from Tom Hanks, who does <laughs> so not seem right. like he deserves a problem. He seems he to have two not. other wonderful children. I don't know where this one came and from. One huge problem. Yeah. So you're saying he's revenge for this? This yeah. is his Chet Hayes revenge. is karmic revenge for City of Crime. Yeah, that makes sense. Have you seen Chet? My one of my favorite videos. Whenever I'm feeling down and I just need to pick me up, I pull up a link of Chet Hayes doing the the Jamaican patois. Have you seen oh, that? Does sound, I think I saw that one. That's like when I say I know a little bit about him, I think that's the one thing I know about him. He was at the Golden Globes with his dad, and he, somebody t- t- decided to interview him for some reason, and he was just doing this bit. He was just Jamaican guy. He's like, why is it wrong that I, 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 I want to do this voice? It shouldn't be a problem. I don't get it. Hmm. And yet it is. And he's, yes. his justification of it was that, hey, I know a black guy that snowboards, why is it okay for him to be into snowboarding, but I can't be into wanting to do this voice? <laughs> that, that's for the whites. That's, right? that's what the whites How do. How fucking dumb Chet, he take is. The, take that question you just asked. <laughs> put it into Google. Or just let literally anyone answer it. <laughs> just uh, lock up all the guns Tom in the Hanks. house so that Tom can't get to them and then ask Tom that question. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's this, that's, this as the only, as the only video here with a choreographed goat man dance. Uh, <laughs> it is my favorite. A carefully choreographed, uh, extremely long it's so goat long. man dance. I, it's this, just, the lyrics. Everybody has to stop and watch this. These lyrics, this lyric sheet may be longer than Wild Wild West. I'm not sure. This song may be a half right. an hour long. Yeah, and I if we're going through the discussion prompts, if you've never heard of this movie, what would you think the song was trying to say? Like, it, this is... Not just the movie. This is like the the character development of the movie, mm-hmm. and it has like villains that come in and have parts. Like I'm homely and I'm lonely, <laughs> but the state is, cannot disown me. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than anything an adaptation of one piece of art or one piece of media into another. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is absolutely like you could if if Dragnet didn't exist as a movie and this song became big. This is the yeah. movie they would make about this song. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is the Purple Rain. <laughs> this is, this is Tom Hanks. This is Dan Aykroyd's Purple Rain. Hanks. I was going to say it was, it was Tom Hanks' Purple Rain. I don't. I know it's Dan Aykroyd's yeah, baby. Yeah, he stole it. I'll give it yeah. to you. It's his baby, but Tom Hanks stole it from mm-hmm. him. He kidnapped that baby, he and he ran away with it. As a kid, I was more excited to see Tom Hanks do his Tom Hanks thing than Dan Aykroyd Everybody would be a total was. stick in the mud. And yeah. as an adult, too. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to rewatch this soon. Like if I can get my hands on it, I'm, I have a feeling it's going to be hard. I may have to pursue dubious methods to get my hands mm-hmm. on it, but you might have to do crime. The city of crime to get the city. Of we crime. arrived just in time. So the artist actually watched this film. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. The artist or band created solely to make this song. I mean, pretty obviously. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think- love to think. I love to believe. Not though. I love. I love to believe that <laughs> Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd were secretly rapping together about movies, mm-hmm. and then they just came together on this one. We're like, this has to be our debut, this right? I mean, we're in the same movie. <laughs> it's time. If we're ever gonna do this, if we're ever gonna do this, <laughs> it has to be now. And then they did like the, the predator handshake. <laughs> Stared deeply in each minutes. other's eyes. <laughs> uh, I don't think it holds up over time. No, I honestly. I don't think it held uh, up until when you, it came out. Yeah. No. I, I don't even remember hearing it back then. Yeah. Uh, but I, I still think it, uh, uh, with, with no modesty at all, that it, this one runs away with this category, the wild card. 100%. Category. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. City of <laughs> Unanimous on that one. So did, uh, I feel like I, did I win any? You I got. I won any. No, no, I think you did. You got uh, Turtle Power. For sure. Oh, you're right. Yeah, okay, I got yeah, the easy one. I got yeah. the gimme. You, you were got the overruled. Easy one. Yeah, yeah. Zach got City of Crime. Uh, Brockway. There was. Uh, mm, I don't think. I think Brock there was a. Wa- it was a wash on on the the deep cuts. It was yep. fucking Rob. Yeah. Totally Rob. <laughs> it's a long tradition of Brockway losing every game. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking nerd! God damn it! You can't even win the nerdy movie song even. one. <laughs> I'm so bad at sports, it carries over into whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> you just got beat, beat up by two jocks once again. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt! Einstein Hunter Frankfurt! It's a podcast, get out! Und mit maximalem Schau! Doc Frankfurt Podcast? Correct! Yeah! The craft is nicht trapped, is nicht ohne! Schick in the Hunde Zone! Fior eine Stunde! Come, Sean! Welcome to the 871st bi-weekly hot dog kumite. Here are your supreme fighters. Three Finger Louie. Adam Ruth, a seventh Dan Brown belt. Adrian H. Aiden Moet. Alpha Scientist Javo. Armando Nava. Benjamin Cyranen. Brandon Garlock. Brianne Whitney, Master of Windmill Style. Chase McPherson. Children love the meat belly. Chris Brower. Curious Glare. Dan B. Donald Finney. Dean Costello. Best Brick Breaker for Best Bottom Brick Break. Dr. Awkward, Eric Spaulding, Fancy Show, Gelaho, Haraka, Hot Fart, Functionally Invisible in a Navajo White Gee, Jaber Al Aiden, Jeremy Neal, John, 17th Dan Yellow Belt, John McCammon, John Minkoff, Josh Fabian, Josh S, Ken Paisley, KM, Laziest Man on Mars, Lyman, Mark, Master of Constipated Tiger Style. Matt Cortez. Matt Riley. Mike Stiles. Moju. ND. Neil Bailey. 
Neil Schaefer, Nick Relson, Nick H, Patrick Herbst, Rhiannon, Rich Joslin, Sarkovsky, Sammy Leahy, Toasty God, 42nd Dan Danbell, Tom Sekula, Yasarian, and your returning champion, Aaron Croston, world record holder for fastest vehicular manslaughter with knockout, 7.2 seconds.